Glory to God, our Savior. Hello, good evening, everyone. Uh, however you might be watching, if you're you're with this in the Northeast, uh, I, I know many of us are, are, are buckled in and, and nice and tight, and hopefully everybody's nice and warm and uh, safe as well, uh, considering, you know, the, the weather, you know, outside. So, Again, we're just going to welcome the presence of the Lord. Uh, I know one song that was upon my heart was just, just acknowledging the fact that we're here to worship, we're here to bow down and say that He is our God. Amen. So let's just begin to just set the atmosphere for tonight and uh, just join in with me. It's a song that many of us know. Here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God, you're altogether lovely, altogether worthy, altogether wonderful to me. Here I am to worship, here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. You're altogether lovely, altogether worthy, altogether wonderful to me. One more time, here I am. Here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. You're altogether lovely, altogether worthy, altogether wonderful to me. Yeah. I'll never know how much it costs to see my sin upon the cross. I'll never know how much it costs to see my sin upon the cross yes. so here i am to worship here i am to bow down here i am to say that you're my god yes you are you're all together worthy Altogether lovely, altogether wonderful to me. Come on, if you can just picture yourself just before the throne of God right now, and we, like the 24 elders, just casting our crowns before the throne, before the feet of the Lord. That's what I just began to just see, just even I was just in this prostrate position, even in a chair, just honoring and worshiping the presence of the Lord God here we are to worship here we are to bow down and here we are to say tonight besides any other agenda God any other plan any other distraction no 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 God we are here to say that you are our God 
Come on, and as you just begin to just lift that up right now, that is just, a, just an open invitation for the presence of the Lord to just be able to come on in. So, Lord, we just so sense you and we just honor your presence right now because we are here to say that you are our God, not money, not any other relationship, God, not any other thing, God, no other gods before you, God, but you are our God and you're altogether lovely. Altogether beautiful, altogether holy, altogether righteous, altogether perfect, altogether wonderful, altogether awesome to me. <laughs> Yes, you are, Lord. Oh, you're holy. Oh, you're holy, holy, holy. Yes. You're so holy. You're so holy. You're so holy, holy, holy. Mm. God, and we do acknowledge your holiness tonight. So, Lord, in the midst of the beauty of your holiness, God, we worship you. And I thank you, Lord, that you invite us to be holy because you are holy. So we thank you, God, for just that another level of just distinction and just uh, being set apart. God, you are set apart, Lord, and we are set apart in you. And we've set apart this time to be in your presence. So we say welcome. We know we are here gathering your name. So we say welcome tonight in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, we say welcome. We thank you for your ministry tonight, um, just revealing the mind of the Father and for teaching and instructing and convicting and just opening so many things up tonight, Lord. Even as we talk about uh, cultivating a prophetic womb, Lord, you're the cultivator. <laughs> you are the womb. You are so many things, you know, in this, God. So we just thank you for your presence tonight. We thank you for the blood of Jesus tonight, God, and even now. Come on, even now, I thank you, God, for just protecting every womb, God, every atmosphere, every environment under the sound of my voice, God. And even as you're speaking through me and your voice through me tonight in Jesus name. So we do honor you. We love you. We're here for you and only you in Jesus name. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. So uh, it is so important that we live this life of worship. It's not just something that we just do, you know, out of tradition or just because it's a Wednesday night or our midweek service or whatever the case may be. Uh, but this is our life. And so uh, it is just an honor. I love being able to worship. And I know that I, I could almost just go on and just continue doing just personal, uh, but just continue to live that life of worship before the Lord. God so loves that for your song. You don't have to be as melodious or harmonic, but it's the heart. That's what that God looks for. And so uh, our hearts are open to him tonight. I know his heart is open for us tonight. And so this has been so good. Um, just dealing with these wombs. I, I, I love how God has just kind of just led us into this area. And there has been so much revelation 
you know, that has been coming forth, but not just revelation. It's been impartation and things that the Holy Spirit has been working on the inside of us. And so faith is being built up, but he was just letting me know. Also, I believe that there's just an expansion of capacity, you know, because of the consecration. And so, uh, again, I want to continue to encourage this thought came to my mind earlier tonight, but I just want to let some people know before we get into the word, um, you know, that influence that some people talk about and pray for, it comes out of consecration. And so there's been so much. I've been excited. We've been going line upon line, precept upon precept through the book of Luke chapter one. And so it's actually a lot of verses. So I do applaud and thank God for everyone that's been hanging tight and and, and, and walking with us through every single verse. And it's a total of 80 verses. So uh, I just feel like tonight that I'm kind of like a rain cloud. So just kind of... Um, just prepare yourselves and we're just going to go in in continuation with what we've been dealing with. And so uh, uh, this has just been a continuation of a series. I almost just kind of want to jump right in. But just to let some people know this past Sunday, I'm not going to speak a whole lot about it. But this past Sunday, we talked about connecting with covenant wombs. And it was a, a different perspective, uh, you know, coming from uh, the story of Elizabeth and Mary. Uh, but we're going to continue on in that same vein. So, again, just go back and listen to that part. But we're going to pick back up because uh, we talked a little bit about Zacharias. And so we're going to come back and we're going to finish uh, this womb talk here um, in impartation, just looking at Zacharias and, and the restoration. So let me just say this, because, you know, uh, Elizabeth. Uh, well, I, again, I can't go fully into that, but Elizabeth, an old woman, but who's carrying something fresh. Remember that old woman carrying something fresh in John the Baptist. That is their child. And so I just want to read these verses here. Luke chapter one. And again, I'm reading from the New King James Version. And uh, the atmosphere is already set and consecrated for the Lord to be able to speak. Our hearts and our wombs are open. I want to say this. I know some of the pictures and thumbnails that people have been seeing, uh, you know, has been, you know, from a natural sense. But men have wombs, too. That talks about that spirit man. You know, when we talk about wombs, it's that spirit man, that that environment, that place of capacity of carrying things within the spirit uh, that come from the Lord. And so. Uh, all of that is connected to that. But let me go here. Luke chapter one, verse 57. And it says, now Elizabeth full time came for her to be delivered. So Mary had already returned home. Right. For those that remember from this past Sunday, because Mary had visited her for three months. Uh, but Mary had returned home and now Elizabeth's uh, full time came for her to be delivered. So somebody just say right there. I'm not even going to spend a whole lot on this, but somebody just say right there. It is my full time for me to be delivered. Hmm. Yeah, it is the fullness of time because some people have been carrying and you know that you are ready to deliver. You can feel that baby kicking. It has already been leaping. But now is the time for this baby that you've been carrying within your womb of the spirit, that promise, that covenant, that dream, that vision. It is time. It is now the full time. <laughs> it is now the full time for deliverance. Uh, yeah, even though the enemy had tried, the enemy tried it this year, but it doesn't matter because God says, hey, you've already been tried by me. And because of the faithfulness and consecration, I'm just letting you know that it is the full time to be delivered. OK, so here we go. Now, Elizabeth's full time came for her to be delivered and she brought forth. So here it was it. Oh, my God. For for Elizabeth to be delivered and she brought forth a son. So it wasn't just talking about the baby she was carrying, but it was talking about her as well. 
So it was the full time for Elizabeth to be delivered and what she was carrying. So it's a twofold. God's like, look, I got you and what you're carrying as well. It is the full time for you to be able to come forth as well as what I've given and placed on the inside of you to be able to come forth as well. My God. Verse 58. When her neighbors and relatives heard how the Lord had shown great mercy to her, they rejoiced with her. Verse 59. So it was on the eighth day, on the eighth day that they came to circumcise the child and they would have called him by the name of his father, Zacharias. So this child, they're thinking and remember, Zacharias had been mute at this time by the angel Gabriel, because Gabriel told him, it's like, look, you're going to have a son. His name shall be called John. I'm going to get to that in a little bit. But he says, you're going to have a son. And, uh, and then, but Zacharias was like, well, how can these things be? Um, but what happened was Gabriel was like, well, you know what? Because you did not believe, that's the distinction. Because you did not believe, you're going to be mute until the day of these things happen. So in other words, he didn't want Zacharias doubt and all that kind of stuff to interfere with what God was already doing. Okay. So again, so now it's time. John has already been born. John the Baptist being born now. So it was on the eighth day, verse 59, that they came to circumcise the child. That's covenant. That circumcision is covenant. And they would have called him by the name of his father, Zacharias. But his mother answered and said, no, he shall be called John. Oh, my gosh. There's so much, you know, in that. But Elizabeth held on to the word. So she knew who, who, who the name that it was supposed to be. And we're going we're gonna to talk about this. We're going to see some things here as it pertains to just cultivating a prophetic womb. But I really want us to look at Zacharias here. But his mother answered and said, no, he, he shall be called John. But they said to her, there is no one among your relatives who is called by this name. So they made signs to his father what he would have him called. 63. And he asked for a writing tablet and wrote saying his name is John. So they all marveled. So he wrote on there. So they were astounded. It was like, well, hey, traditionally speaking, normally this child would be named after you. So Elizabeth said, no, his name shall be called John. So what she actually wound up doing was 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 saying what the angel Gabriel said which is what God said, that his name shall be called John the Baptist, gracious giver. And so Elizabeth said this, but then the people were like, ah, in so many words, it's like, ah, you know, she's a woman. What do, well, she's a woman. She's speaking beyond tradition. Zacharias, what do you say? And of course he motioned for the tablet as we see here and wrote on it. Now the people marveled. And then verse 64, after he said, now this is, this is, this is, okay, so let me go ahead and just jump into this right now. When we're talking about cultivating the prophetic uh, womb. One of, one of the things that we want to take a look at is that you have to you have to uh, make sure that you're saying <laughs> what God has said. If you're talking about you're prophetic, but you're not saying what God has already said, then your prophetic falls under a false category. And so we just have to be mindful that we're in a day in an age and time where there's just going to be more and more false prophets and false voices that are going to be rising up. So we have to be discerning, but we're going to take a look at this here because what what Zacharias was before. Now, remember, remember, he was one who actually did not believe the word of the Lord that came to him. Now, I find it very interesting because, you know, he was actually this is so strong. He was a priest, but he was a priest that served out of tradition. But uh, and of course, he did some good things. But when it came time to really uh, something that was miraculous and supernatural, he got ensnared by doubt. 
And so he spoke contrary to, to actually what it is that the angel Gabriel was actually saying. And so uh, that's why he had to be on mute. But as soon as he got into agreement with what God said, his name shall be called John. And I've mentioned this before, but in this season, we have to be so mindful that we are speaking and calling things the way that God calls it, not just how we see things. That is important because there has to be agreement with heaven for the manifestation of heaven to fully come. For there to be full deliverance or for us to be able to bring forth what God has placed on the inside of us, we have to agree with what heaven has, has, has already established, what God has already established. I think that's where that integrity and that consecration really comes in. And so now we see a shift in Zacharias. And so he had been mute for about nine months now, not able to speak. Speak, not able to talk, but love it. God says that now, let me read this, verse 64, immediately as soon as he wrote down what God said, what God had already called and what God had already established, we see verse 64 right here. Immediately his mouth was open. Immediately his mouth was open and his tongue was loosed and he spoke praising God. And he spoke praising God. Then fear came on all those Verse 65, then fear came on all those who dwelt around them. And all these sayings were discussed throughout all the hill country of Judea. And all those who heard them kept them in their hearts saying, what kind of child will this be? And the hand of the Lord was with him. And the hand of the Lord was with him. So this is what's amazing here. So now there was a shift <laughs> Over that nine months, over that nine months, guess what? Again, we're talking about cultivating the prophetic womb. So now God actually had to close, had to put some things on mute. And so this is this is the thing I think just even uh, when we talk about cultivating a prophetic womb, when, we, when we're dealing with this, this isn't necessarily saying that you have to be a prophet, but 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 God can 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 move by his spirit and you can say some things prophetically. But we still have to be mindful and we just can't come out of our mouths and just saying anything according to the flesh. No, 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 no. We have to be obedient. And so one thing that we have to do is just be discerning, because guess what? Every, you can't just say everything that comes to your mind. You can't just say everything that you feel. Certain things that even come to you it has to have a timing and it has to have a, a incubation period, so to speak. And so sometimes uh, you'd rather put yourself on mute uh, than to have God just kind of shut you down. So that way you can allow some things to develop. And so what we see here, while Elizabeth was carrying uh, for nine months, Zacharias actually had to be on mute for nine months. So that way the Lord check this out. So that way the Lord can actually do a reworking of of Zacharias's spiritual womb. Oh, this is so good. This is so good. So now. Elizabeth is carrying John the Baptist, but now um, Zacharias actually has to has to he, he's undergoing a reworking of, of his womb during these nine months as well, too. So now he's carrying something in the spirit. He's got to carry this word of the Lord, as well as uh, some of the conviction and some of the correction that God is doing. But we see a transformation here because now Zacharias now after nine months and this child is being the Lord being has been brought forth, his son, John the Baptist. Now his, 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 his communication is now consecrated. So now he writes what thus said God. So Elizabeth brings forth something, John the Baptist, and now, and now uh, 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 Zacharias. Zacharias now begins, is able to speak forth the word of the Lord. 
That is so good. So now after his nine months, now he's been delivered, and now we're going to see what he's able to bring forth. And so now this is what is interesting, and this is why we're talking about cultivating a prophetic wound. So now Zacharias wasn't a prophet. He was actually a priest. But because he got into agreement with God and, and, uh, and, and over that nine-month period, <laughs> over that nine-month period, period, now we see a difference in his, in his faith because, you know, he had to have. So there was a, a new faith that got connected. That, 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 that he was carrying as well. Uh, and then now we start to see the spirit of the Lord. So now, uh, verse 66, I got to say it one more time. And all those who heard them kept the words. Well, no, let me go back to this. Verse 64, immediately his mouth was open and his tongue loose and he spoke praising God. Now, let me go to verse uh, 67. And I'm going to pause here just for a little bit. Now, his father, Zacharias, was filled with the Holy Spirit. Come on. Cultivating a prophetic wound. We talked about a little bit about having faith, saying what, 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 what God has said uh, or, or, or even writing or that, that agreement, uh, you know, having that womb that is available, um, that it is open to the spirit of God and coming into agreement with heaven. So that way we can bring forth what God has already established. But then here we go. Now being filled with the Holy Spirit. So now over that nine month time period where Zacharias was on mute. But now his womb, his spiritual womb, uh, had to get consecrated. And now, because of that consecration, because of that agreement now with what God had already said, now the Holy Spirit says, hey, now I've got a womb of faith that I can fill, that I can occupy. So that way, this next step can be able to come forth. So now you see a transformation of Zacharias. Remember, he was a priest, but now he's going from a priest to being to to saying something prophetic because now he is filled with the Holy Spirit at this moment because he got into agreement. There's so much involved with that. But what makes this so amazing, why people are marveling, I got to say this just in historical context, because uh, this the, the uh, let me slow down just a little bit. Let me slow down just a little bit. You remember uh, how we talked about who Gabriel had announced John the Baptist and who John the Baptist was going to be, what his rule of life was going to be, what his work was going to be. Remember, Gabriel talked about how and he's going to be great and he's going to turn the hearts of the father uh, uh, to the children and the hearts of the children to the father. And he's going to do so such and such and so many things. What makes this all amazing and why so many people are marveling? because they haven't experienced anything like this for about 400 years. So this is Bible study, right? It's going to be a Bible study tonight. That's why I was like, you know, this is a rain cloud. What is the last chapter of the Old Testament? Come on, you know this. This is simple. Malachi. So now let's go look at the last thing that is in Malachi here. What is very interesting, how Malachi finishes off, and then we see where Luke picks up here. So let's, let's just kind of walk through this for a little bit. Malachi chapter 4. And this is a prophetic word, God actually speaking here, because uh, this, this whole thing is a thread. And you actually are part of this thread as well, too. But here we go. Malachi chapter 4, verse 4. It says, remember the law of Moses, my servant, which I commanded him in horror for all Israel with the statutes and judgments. Remember this. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet. Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. Verse 6. This is the last chapter of the quote unquote Old Testament. Verse six, last verse, last chapter. Here we go. And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. Lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. 
So now you have that in Malachi. And now let's go. Luke chapter one, we're in here. 400 years later, 400 years later. So now there's been a gap, right, between God actually speaking in such a manner like this. And then 400 years later, Gabriel shows up with the word from the Lord because God said, hey, well, the theologians estimate about 400 years. So that's why I'm saying that. So 400 years later. So now Gabriel shows. No, no, well, let me say this one more time. Remember, he said, behold, I will send you Elijah, the prophet before the coming and great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he will turn the hearts of the father to the children to the children and the children to the hearts of their fathers. That's how he finishes in Old Testament. Now, remember, Luke chapter one. Let's go back and look at just a couple of verses. Verse 17, Gabriel talking about this prophet, John the Baptist, right? And he says this, he will also go before him, meaning Christ, the Messiah, in the spirit of Elijah, in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the father to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people for the Lord. So now we have the manifestation of what God said 400 years earlier. So you got the spirit and prophet of Elijah that is now. Uh, in John the Baptist, who has been filled with the spirit of God. And so now the father of John the Baptist, Zacharias, has now been filled with the spirit. Now his own womb has been been consecrated and, and set forth. So now he's filled with the spirit now. Right. Filled with the Holy Spirit to prophesy. So that's the thing. And I'm not going to spend too much time on that. But you got to be discerning you know, about these spirits that are in these atmospheres, because, of course, in this year and decade of the mouth, uh, there's going to be a whole lot of voices. I, let me go ahead and say this right now. There's going to be a whole lot of voices. And so you look at Elizabeth. She said, oh, oh uh, she said what God said, right? She said what God said. And Zacharias wrote what God said. And I remember uh, some time ago, I remember listening to uh, uh, this gentleman, this couple, dynamic, powerful couple, awesome couple uh, named Reverend Sean Smith and his wife, Krista Smith, very prophetic revivalist and, and all of that good stuff. I remember on a podcast, I think during the summertime, I remember listening to this and I'm kind of paraphrasing, but it was this thought right here. I'm just like, hey, you know what? Um, we don't want to just be an echo, but we want to be a voice. And so I kind of held on to that thought. And so I kind of want to present this to you right now. Um, it's like, you know, when we echo heaven, we become a voice, God's voice in the earth. Because many people, this is what many people are doing. That's why we have to be discerning about all these different type of voices that ain't filled with the Holy Spirit. Many people are just echoing things that they are hearing. Many people are just echoing uh, personalities and, and, and popularity and things of that nature. But no, no, no. We want to make sure that we are echoing the kingdom, that we are echoing of what God is saying. So Elizabeth said his name shall be called John. Zachariah said his name shall be called John. So whatever it is that God is saying, uh, and that's what that prophetic does. It, 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 it echoes what God is saying and then becomes the voice. That's the distinguishing. We got a lot of people talking, but they're not the right voice. We have a lot of people echoing, but when we echo the kingdom of heaven, then God gives us that authority to be a voice in the earth realm. I'm way ahead of myself in this, but let me just go ahead and share this now. Who, what, 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 was, what was John the Baptist described as? Being a voice crying out in the wilderness, uh, preparing the way of the Lord, right? He was a voice. Why? Because he lived echoing the kingdom of God, saying, repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand.
And so God gives us that distinction. He gives us that consecration. He gives us that influence. So again, we don't want to just be an echo of what everybody else is saying. No, we got to be in the presence of God to be able to get his heart, to get his voice, to get his, uh, what it is that he's saying. And then he gives us that influence to be a voice in the earth realm. Uh, and I know I'm ahead of myself, but let me just say this now because it's just on me to say this now. And so when God places that authority to be a voice in the earth realm, you don't have to worry about, well, man, maybe I need to move in this environment or maybe I need to move. The, maybe I need to move in this city or to that city. This is what I love when I look at it. When you think about John the Baptist, the Bible says this, that he was a voice crying out where? In the wilderness. In the wilderness, we're going to look at this at the end, but he was in the wilderness. He wasn't in Jerusalem. He was in the wilderness, but because of the consecration that he lived, God gave him influence. And of course, that was already prophesied that he would have that. But now God gave him the influence. And so the people came out to him. But this is what made his influence and authority so strong, because what he did, he didn't make it about himself. He was like, look, there is a one coming after me who's even greater than I whose sandals that I'm not worthy to even touch or untie so he was pointing Jesus pointing people to Jesus and so that's what that's what that 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 prophetic wound does it always glorifies and honors God so now said all that to say this so now Zacharias now his womb has been cultivated over these nine months period so now the Holy Spirit says okay now this is the environment I talk about this brother now done got consecrated. Now, now he's in agreement with heaven and now he's got this, this environment of faith. So now let me begin to fill his womb to the point of overflowing. So now 400 years later where nothing has been prophesied, now Zacharias transitions from being a priest, from being just a priest. Now he begins to walk into the prophetic. Hadn't been done for about 400 years. But, ooh, but he already had prophetic seed. That was released into his uh, wife, Elizabeth, because of what God had already ordained. Zacharias has had to come into a line with what was properly already on. Uh, yeah, with what he was already carrying. He just didn't realize it. So he had to catch up in the spirit and the Holy Spirit helped him catch up with It's like, look, your seed is already going to help produce John the Baptist. But I need your spirit to catch up with what, where your seed is. That's a word. That's so much in that right there. But it's by revelation of the spirit that the Holy Ghost helps. So now his father, Zacharias, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied and prophesied. And look, this we, we're going to go through this, right? We got to see this. We got to see this because there's this whole thing. I was like, you know, what? I'm not going to paraphrase. We've been going line upon line. And so normally sometimes I will paraphrase, but it has been so important that we just look at this. So look at what he's prophesying right here. Verse 68, he says, bless is the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. So now he's beginning to praise God right now and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant, David. As he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets who have been since who have been since the world began. Verse 71, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. We talked about covenant wombs on Sunday. Verse 73, the oath which he swore to our father Abraham 
to grant us that we being delivered from the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear. And that kind of fear just means like, you know, afraid or intimidation or snare, you know, of people and other gods. Verse 75, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our lives. Now, so now he's giving this prophetic uh, statement right here talking about some of the things that God has already promised based upon covenant, right? So now we looked at this. Now, not only was, was a, a not, okay, so we know about Mary and Elizabeth having covenant wounds, but now we look at Zacharias who's now is like, hey, you know what? Because I'm already in covenant with my wife by marriage, but now I'm also in covenant with my wife in the spirit because now our wombs are in agreement with what God has, with what God's, covenant plan is not only just for us but now he's releasing a prophetic word the holy spirit is filling his mouth to utter what god has established for the nation of the people of israel so now you have this priest that is now under prophetic unction and he's prophesying 400 years later 400 years later in essence saying you know what god's mercies have not been forgotten the salvation that God has planned. Come on, come on, come on, come on. There's some things that people may have thought and was like, man, it's been so long. When is there going to be manifestation? No, 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 no. Our wombs now are being cultivated and, uh, and even under this word are being cultivated so that way we can prophesy because God says, hey, now is the time. Now is the time that has been established for you to be delivered and for you to bring forth promise and for you to bring forth covenant and for you to bring forth vision. That's what this cultivating time period, that's what this consecration and having this intimacy is for. That's why we've been having all this time together where we haven't been so busy and going here and going there. God says, hey, no, 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 because I want to make sure that your womb is straight because there are some things that I want to bring forth through you. And, and I just believe that God is saying that now is the time for this to be able to bring forth. So just that's why I'm like, you are a part of this thread right here. You are connected to this thread because we've been grafted into this covenant. We've been grafted into this salvation as Gentiles. We've been grafted into these same rights, these same things that have been prophesied. Uh, now we become children of Abraham by the spirit in the spirit we have that same covenant of, of, of salvation from enemies and, and and the mercies and promises of god being able to come forth and not that he's forgotten uh the the, the children of israel uh by birth of course they, they're, they're the first they're the first fruit so to speak but we are included in this we're included in this. And so now he has this prophetic thing that is uh, uh, that he's beginning to make a statement over the nation. And I just believe that God is just uh, looking to cultivate even more wombs. Again, of course, the people that are ordained and have the office of a prophet, but then also people that, that are, are part of the royal priesthood that God has called us to be. So remember, Zacharias was a priest. Well, uh, we are of the royal priesthood and we are a holy nation. And so uh, we still have a, a, a womb that can carry uh, the prophetic as the Holy Spirit moves and, and, and guides us in that regard. So with that, when we have that cultivation, when we have that consecration, I just believe that, that God will allow you and allow us to be able to speak some things that will remind this nation of the covenant that, that God has spoken. And even in particular, just for the body of Christ. 
And we talked about it's not going to be competing voices, but we're going to be uh, we're not going to be complimenting and bicker. I mean, we're not going to be in conflict or having convoluted talk. No, but our, our communication is consecrated and, and we desire we have the heart to be able to say what God is saying. And again, that's just talking about just the nation. That's talking about the body. That's talking about the people that we might serve him without fear. Right. So he's speaking. He's given God glory first. His mouth has been open. His tongue has been loose. So I say that right now. May your mouth be open. May your tongue be loose because now you have come into agreement and you're saying what God is saying. We're, we're, we're getting off of our own agenda. We're getting off of our own uh, uh, incapabilities and looking at why we can't do something. What we're saying now, somebody just say yes right now. Just lift up your hands and say, Lord, I say yes to you. Ooh. This is just coming to me right now, just at this very moment, because we talked about these nine months, right? This is just coming to me in this moment right now, because and I'm just thinking about when did when did COVID in this nation really kind of start breaking out and things start shutting down and the nation kind of went on mute, so to speak. It's been nine months. It's been March. And so now I just believe I'm, I'm just going to say this and just release this. So it's been nine months. That the body of Christ has been kind of, you know, under uh, under different things. But I just pray that there's been some people have been consecrating themselves and kind of shifting gears, Lord, and asking, Lord, what is it that you're doing? What is it that you're saying? Let me make sure if I've been if I've been on a, uh, if I've been on an agenda or thinking about other things, then, then then there has been a reset, so to speak. So that way our wombs, our spirit wombs, our capacity to carry can come into order so that way we can be delivered and burst some things forth individually and then as the church thank you lord so now is just the time for that it's been nine months so some things got to come forth some things has to have to break forth even in this season for you that's why you're part of this thread so now here we go. So he prophesied that. But now now he begins to speak to this baby boy. He begins to speak to this child of his. He begins to speak to this son uh, of, 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 of promise that 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 before was an impossibility. But he's here now. He's here now. And he's being he's having this covenant mark being being upon him. He's been named and he's been been covenanted, so to speak. That's what that circumcision he's he's been assigned saying is like, look, this is a covenant. He's been circumcised. He's been set apart. He's been marked outwardly now because he's already been marked inwardly by the Holy Spirit. But now he's being marked on the outside. So the things that God has given you, guess what? It's been marked. And oh, I got to say this. And it's not yours. It's yours to steward, but it belongs to God. <laughs> so now this is what he begins to prophesy now. Now he begins to prophesy to his son what God has already said. But now his tongue is loose now. He hasn't spoken for nine months. But now this womb is so filled with the spirit of God. And now we begin to see this. And you, child, will be called the prophet, will be called the prophet of the highest. For you will go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways. Verse 77, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of their sins through the tender mercy of our God, with which the day spring from on high has visited us to give light to those. He's speaking to this to the baby <laughs> eight days old. With which the day spring from on high has visited us to give light to those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. 
Verse 80, verse 80, I'm going to stop there. So the child grew and became strong in spirit and was in the deserts till the day of his manifestation to Israel. My God. So now Zacharias, filled with the Holy Spirit, began to began to began to prophesy to what he produced. He began to prophesy to what has now been brought forth, even in his baby stage. So now I got to say this. Some people now when God is saying, hey, I'm uh, now, now that you're beginning to live to deliver some things now that you're beginning to um, uh. Even though, even though what God has given you, I'm just kind of saying this ahead of time, even though what God has given you is now beginning to come forth in infant stage, guess what? You still prophesy because some people might be starting some things. Some people might be starting some new businesses or adventures and things of that nature. Don't despise something that looks like it's in its infancy. <laughs> That's the word of the Lord. Don't look at it and be like, well, man, it's just a small thing. No, remember what God has already spoken about what he gave you. So now what you have to do is not go by what you see on the see in the natural. You have to see in the spirit. You have to hear in the spirit. That's where that cultivating the womb. So that way, when you begin to speak, you don't speak out of the flesh, but you begin to prophesy out of the spirit and you begin to agree and echo what heaven is saying. So that way you could become a voice and begin to speak to what it is that God is saying you saying to you. You could look at your natural child or you can look at something. It could be. A thing of service. It could be a service. It could be even a product. But then it's like, now, you know what? Let me come into agreement with what God had already spoken to me about this thing or about this ideal or about this conception. Remember about this concept, conception, conceiving what we've received and we've conceived by faith. Right. I'm tying all these things in. And if you haven't, if you're just catching this message for the first time, go back, listen uh, to some of our previous messages, because all of this is a thread. But you can get something out of this right now. And so now what you want to do is begin to prophesy even something that might look like it's in its infancy. Even even though you may have started something that is just eight days old, so to speak. John the Baptist was just eight days old. But Zacharias filled with the spirit began to prophesy something that was powerful to him. So I got to slow that down and say that again. Even if you have something that has now come forth. And even though it's in its infant stages, even though it's in its beginning stages, guess what? You keep prophesying what God said this thing should be. It's like some people might say, well, man, I just stepped out writing this book or I just stepped out doing this blog or I just stepped out doing this YouTube channel or I just stepped out uh, doing this cooking thing or I just stepped out doing this podcast or I just stepped out doing this creative avenue or this music project or I just stepped out uh, doing coaching or training or or speaking or or mentoring or or I just stepped out doing administrative work or I just stepped out. Uh, whatever the case may be, even though it's in its infancy stages, you keep prophesying what God has said. You keep guarding that prophetic wound. So that way, whenever God moves, because here, here's the thing, the enemy would love to be able to try to put doubt. And then have you to say something that is not in agreement with what, hev with, with what heaven has said. And, and the reason why he wants to do that, so that way he can weaken your voice. And God says, no, I want to strengthen your voice. I want to distinguish your voice. And here's the thing. Don't even worry about, well, man, how are people going to find me? Guess what? That influence, that authority, that when you talk about horn of salvation, that's authority. That influence, that authority will come. Consecration undergirds that. I got to keep saying that. Consecration undergirds that. It even undergirds the strength of your prophetic voice.
And that's what I believe that God is doing uh, in, a, in a time such as this. He's raising up the he's raising up prophetic voices of integrity. People that have been seemingly in the wilderness and people will be like, well, man, where did they come from? Where did they come from? God says, hey, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Where do they come from? But God says, hey, because of what you have been carrying and because what you're saying is actually going to prepare the way for him in such a time as this. I got to say this again because Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. <laughs> and I'm excited about it. But he is making ready a people. And guess what? He's using you. He's using me. He's using us. And so that's why. That prophesy, because sometimes people might say, well, man, well, man, I'm not a prophet. Well, what we're again, what we're seeing right now, guess what? God can still use you to speak. God can still use you to utter. God can still use you uh, to, to say what he's saying. Amen. And even some of the things, again, you're just putting in, in, in remembrance also the things that he's spoken. Because he's the one that is able to perform it. So, again, I just got to. Drill that in one more time. Even though something might be in its infancy, you continue to speak what God is saying. And guess what that does? Even in your hearing, it just continues to build faith. And then what happens as you do so, that thing that you produce, you prophesied and it produce, uh, you prophesied of what you produce. It begins to do what this verse 80 says. It begins to grow and become strong in the spirit. That's where we want. We want that growth and that strength in which realm. In the spirit. And even though it might seem like it was in the desert, guess what? There's still a time of manifestation. And I believe that we're in that time now of manifestation to the nation of Israel or to the nation. Come on, we're in a time period now where, where, where everybody. Um, and again, we talked about platforms, but, you know, I'm not going to go into that because we that have been living and in, 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 in walking in consecration, we know that it's about ministry. But it's about still being growing and being strong in the spirit. And so these are these things just to kind of just to let some people see if, if you haven't caught some of the things, because I know God's been speaking to many of you already. That's why I like this this time period where we've gone line upon line and precept upon precept, because God begins to just open our eyes to some scripture. But let me just kind of uh, go back to one other thing, because one thing we have to do in all of this, when we get to this day of manifestation, this is one thing that I realized that I did not read, but I just want to kind of summarize this whole walkthrough is going back to the very beginning of Luke. <laughs> Can I do that to kind of finish this up? Because we'll see why all this is written. So here we go. This is the Bible study, but I thank you for hanging with us here. Verse one through four. And as much because he was actually writing this by unction of the Holy Spirit for a reason. And I'm going to pull out why, why I say this. And as much as many have taken in hand to set in order, to set in order, to set in order a narrative of those things which have been fulfilled among us. So look, Luke was saying, it's like, look, I want to set in order some things that have already taken place and have been fulfilled. And I'm writing this to you. And Luke was a physician. He was a doctor. Just as those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word delivered them to us. It seemed good to me also. Having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first to write to you an orderly account, most excellent Theophilus. This is who this was written to, that you may know the certainty of those things which you were instructed. And this that verse four uh, that I just want to encourage everyone, just even when we're talking about this, that you may know with certainty and make sure that you follow the instructions that God gives you. 
because you want to be fully convinced. You got to know. You have to know in this season. So just begin to lift your hands right now. I just believe that just even in the hearing that there's just a cultivating uh, that God, uh, I, 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 I just kind of pictured this. I caught a glimpse of this, that God was just saying, even as you're just releasing this word, that I'm going to begin to do a cultivating of the spirit because some people are going to see some things and catch some things and have heard some things the way that they've never heard it before. But you now have a capacity just even as you speak that that God is just beginning to open up your mouth and loose your tongue right now in the name of Jesus. I just so believe that. And I just say that to you right now, that that your your mouth is now open and that your tongue is loose. And that if, if there has been any mute, because sometimes, you know, the muteness may have been. We know that this one was because of 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 Zacharias, you know, not believing. But sometimes, you know, the enemy will try to meet you in the spirit and it'll be like a mute spirit. Well, what I, I said that to say this, that for any mute spirit, if anyone may have been feeling like this, like, man, you know, I can't can't talk. I've been feeling like, you know, I've been trying to talk, but can't because, you know, the enemy has been fighting against your voice. We just break that now in the name of Jesus. And we declare that it's broken and that your mouth is open and that your tongue is loose. So that way you can lift up the name of Jesus and you can begin to prophesy to what you have produced. So that way it can grow strong. Some people may have produced some things and in, in, in its infancy stage, and maybe you haven't have learned how to nurture it. Well, one thing that you, I'm just getting this right now. So one thing that you can nurture it first, whether it's business or otherwise, you begin to nurture it by prophetically speaking in faith. You begin to go in that realm of the spirit first. Well, Lord, how can I grow this thing? How can I grow this business? How can I grow this? Whatever the case may be. One of the first things that you want to do, you begin to prophetically speak to it first. God, what is it that you have already said about this thing? You begin to put that in the air. You begin to put that word out of your mouth into the realm of the spirit. So that way that word can begin to work not only on that vision, that dream, that promise, that purpose, but now it can also begin to work on you as well. So now as that as you're growing and hearing that prophetic word, now God begins to increase your capacity so that way you know how to steward and, and, and grow and and make decisions. The righteous process we talked about the, the righteous process to making decisions or, you know, we talked about that. He begins to enlarge that capacity so we can make the right decisions and hear him. And God begins to give us wisdom. OK, do this. Now do this. Go here. Go there. So now that's just a word of wisdom. Just begin to prophetically speak. Go back to what I've already said and begin to say that, begin to prophesy that. And as you're doing that, your capacity uh, enlarges. And then that thing that you've produced, I got to say that again, that thing that you've produced will begin to grow in the spirit, right? It'll begin to grow and become strong in the spirit. There we go. So, Father, we just thank you. Lord, that, that now that people will just begin to, that faith will rise up, that they'll begin to prophesy, they'll begin to say what you've said uh, in strength and in the spirit and in confidence, Lord, that they're fully convinced and that they'll know the order of account and the things uh, that you've already established, God, that we can proclaim it in the name of Jesus. Now, somebody just say, Lord, I'll receive that. Say, I'll receive a fresh uh, a, a anointing of just the prophetic to be able to say what God is saying with boldness and confidence. Come on, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God. I thank you, God, for, for people that have been carrying, God, that, you're, that they're being delivered and that they're bringing forth uh, what they've been carrying in the name of Jesus. Come on, I'm just saying what's already been said. I'm just saying what's already been said, and I'm just coming into agreement with you right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, Holy Spirit. Let's just begin to pray in the Spirit for a little bit. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, just begin to pray in the Holy Ghost right now. 
Come on, because there's just an enlarging in the spirit, just that capacity in the spirit realm, in the name of Jesus. Yeah, and some of y'all are just beginning to see some things, even as you're praying in the spirit, and the Holy Spirit is just beginning to speak to you, and you're getting flashes and pictures of some things right now of future stuff. So I'm just telling you this, as God is beginning to show you some things in the spirit, just begin to call out in the natural what you see. Just begin to call out. If you begin to see a picture of some things, just begin to call out out of your mouth what it is that you're seeing because that's that agreement. That's almost like you saying, and his name shall be called John. And then also, even as you're speaking some things, as Elizabeth spoke, then guess what? God is also saying, write as well. You speak and you write. You do what Elizabeth did, you speak, but then you also do what Zacharias did and you write. Those things go together. You speak and you write. Write the vision and make it plain so that way he who reads it, uh, thank you, Holy Ghost, that way he who reads the vision, who sees it, may run with it. Yeah, in the name of Jesus, you speak and you write. You speak and you write. You speak and you write. Those things will come together. As you're seeing, you speak it out. As God is beginning to show you th some things, you speak it out and then you also write it. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, God. Yeah. So, Father, we thank you for that in the name of Jesus. Come on, because it's such a time as this. God is raising up. It's, it's just the age of the apostolic and the prophetic. Um, and so, so we, we got all that in this season. Ha! What a Christmas type of word. huh? <laughs> yeah. In the name of Jesus. But there's just been an opening of eyes. So, Father, we just seal this by your spirit. Yeah, God, there's going to be continued encounters and visions uh, and that people will begin to speak and they'll begin to write. And I thank you, God, that you just begin to give, uh, uh, yeah, a skill of understanding <laughs> of what you're showing and just even the timing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's part of that praying in the spirit, even of the timing, even of the timing, even of the timing, even of the timing. Yeah. Don't worry about if you might seem like you're in the wilderness. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about if you seem like you're in the wilderness or what you have produced may seem like it's been hidden. It's okay. God says, no, 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 no. There's going to be time for manifestation and it's going to be strong. It's going to be anointed. It's going to be appointed for such a time as this. Yeah. <laughs> in Jesus name. Glory to God. Wow.